Hey, hello and welcome everyone to another, I got three in a row episodes of Monday Night Magic. It's amazing. I'm actually showed up three weeks in a row. That's uh, impressive. So uh, joining me as always, it's fantastic. Brent, do you want to say hello and your love of Taco Bell? Hello. I love uh, Taco Bell. I'm sure we'll get sponsorship from them any day now. Yes. and 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 I also want to get a sponsorship from Al Newman. I don't know if you are a 90s baseball twins fan. The Al Newman was legendary on the Minnesota Twins because he wasn't good at anything. But, man, he could play any position, including, like, concessions, ticket taking. <laughs> I wonder if he ever – I honestly want to – I need to see if he ever pitched once because he could that, do pretty much – none of it very well, but he could do it all. That was, card – oh, I'm sorry. This is 91 tops. There we go. Th- that card has – we could even bring that up when talking about uh, magic cards. With the humidity, the way yeah, it's we got bent. the nice, we got the nice <laughs> bend on this one. Uh, these, these were my wife's. I don't know where she where she was cleaning the house. We were doing spring cleaning. She's like, I found baseball cards. I'm like, why do you have a pile of 91 tops baseball cards? This makes no sense. I looked up, and there was a couple of decent rookies. Like Jeff Bagwell is from that year. She didn't have any of those. The no, best yeah. one I found was well, Al Newman and Ruben Sierra, who was probably going to play baseball until he's like 100 years old. Yeah, he was on the Rangers then, right? Was Ruben Sierra Rangers then? Yeah, and I, he played into, I think, into his, he was probably almost 50, I think, when he retired. Yeah. He played forever. It was yeah. a fairly amazing. But Brent, this is not a podcast about old, worthless baseball <laughs> cards. This is a hard-hitting, professional, top-tier grade, competitive EDH podcast we only play the game to win <laughs> like if you watch heavyweights i'm like camp mvp where i am trained to to uh, uh participate and be at the top level at all times and, and as a father and as of similar ages camp heavyweights is probably one of the best movies i've ever seen probably in my entire life that movie is, is phenomenal is it on disney plus i thought it kind of got uh Based on the premise of it and some of the jokes in the movie, I thought that kind of got uh, sequestered into the vault. Um, I don't know. I we I purchased it like on DVD because we watched. It. I made my kids watch it. It's one of the early Ben Stiller appearances and his dad. I, not not early for Jerry Stiller, but his dad's in it too. And Ben Stiller is pretty pretty good in that movie. Lunch is canceled due to a lack of hustle. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> great movie yes it is oh it oh it is it's on disney plus it is on disney plus on there Dis- you go oh. I, that is an a plus recommendation if you need a movie to watch with by yourself with your family uh, random strangers i think you could all have fun watching uh, heavyweights That's, it is definitely worthwhile how did we get into heavyweights from magic um i'm trying to remember because <laughs> oh, this is a competitive we oh, yeah. me and brent we yep. only play magic at the highest levels so it's like the the do we go through the premise of heavyweights basically the fat camp the the, the fun the cool kids they're forced to play basically like a a tournament of events against camp mvp which is all like these this the super of like 12 year olds like the super athletes and they just get trounced but the, yep. the the coach of Team MVP is just a big douche, and no, can you take it easy? No, we're, we're my campers are trained to compete at the highest levels at all times. We don't want to confuse them. I, would, so, I, would, I think that would accurately describe us when it comes to playing Magic. Yeah, we in all reality we are Camp Hope in that movie. In all reality, <laughs> we we literally are already talking about fast food, and and <laughs> in that movie, there's that great like you know uh, underground black market for fast food where they have like the fake tree stump. Yep. So they can get. Yep. I hear a rapper, a food rapper. <laughs> and the weigh-ins, they would have the weigh-ins where he would, rec- uh, I forgot Ben Stiller's character, where, you know, he'd record him for his video or whatever, the series he was shooting. And he had to do the weigh-in. And he had the one kid, come on up, come on up. And he gets on the scale. Get off. Of and they could, get off. <laughs> Turn off the camera. Uh, I got to stop laughing so hard. Sorry. No, yeah, heavyweights. I, I, I probably, I probably watch that movie every couple of months. I, in all honesty, I watch heavyweights. You know, it's another heavyweight. These new sets that's going to be released. It is that I, I, you deserve a raise for that transition there. That was very well. That was expertly done. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we're kind of starting on the roads of Streets of New Capenna, um, and Adam Saborski, who 
uh, I just realized he, he wrote up the news article for this. So I've used a podcast with him. Um, and yeah, so we were kind of talking a little bit before we started recording that it, this so far, the set is kind of tickling a lot of positive boxes and I like to be tickled positively. So Brent, what about you kind of so far kind of seems interesting from this set now that we we've gotten a couple of cards, but we're getting more about the background and I guess the lore well, here. I, I guess I'll look at it from the, the art. I think the art on it looks great. Once again, you have uh, full art, basic lands. Uh, there's even going to be different art styles for them. Uh, one's like the quote unquote regular. And the other is it. I'm going to mess. It's art deco or art nouveau. I don't, I'm oh, not art, a, I would call it definitely Art Deco. Okay, Art Deco. Um, okay, so it's kind, art kind of think of like the uh, the big hotel and the original Ghostbusters. That was like okay. an Art Deco style. Deco. Okay, yeah, it uh, has uh, those styles. It looks like for the lands, and even for the uh, some of the uh, like the triomes that they've revealed for this one, they also have that similar uh, treatment where there's going to be a couple different arts for them. I know some people yeah. are always a fan of having multiple arts for the same card. But the art does. I think the art looks great on them so far. Yeah, I like the. I like the. Uh, if you go, we'll, I'll try to have the link in the show notes. But if you go to the the Art Deco kind of the full art lands, I like that they very clearly show the like the symbol for each of the crime families, which I kind of liked uh, seeing as I was reading more about it. Um, and also, the, I like the proving the Zeatora's proving ground, where it's like a boxing ring or something, and they're like cleaning the blood off of it. That one seems pretty cool. Yeah, so those those seem uh, so we'll get the, we'll finish our uh, cycle of triumphs. Those will uh, be out there, so now everyone can uh, complete that cycle and hopefully be happy. the The naming on them seems unique. It definitely seems plain specific. You know, Xander's Lounge, Zeatora's Proving Ground, Sparse yeah, uh, like a garden I mean? for the Naya. And- yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's as opposed to I know that was like you know the triomes where Catros which area they were on uh, Acoria. But these okay. seem much more uh, specific, you know, for this plane. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's nice that they have a more, like I said, a variety of naming, not just yep. something triome, blank triome. Yep. Yes. Um, and I honestly had kind of forgotten, I mean, because I, you know, going back to Acoria, is like, I did, I had forgotten that they, they're obviously they're not basic, but that they have the land types for it mm-hmm. and yep. i totally spaced that they had cycling that yep i yep might as well throw everything might as well have it like give you two life i don't know <laughs> something it's just like it's always like okay make it a, a really expensive land perfect well and uh these will be the only cards with cycling in the set right wasn't that on an ask that water seemed question to be confirmed yeah because okay. i wonder if that was coming back and they said no just because it was on the triome lands that is all that it's doing uh, it looks like the uh, there's going to be new ascendancies in this uh, set. So if you remember back to Tarkir, I don't remember Khans, right? It was Khans Tarkir that had yeah Khans Tarkir that had the ascendancy for each one of the the clans. You know, like Jeskai ascendancy, yeah, Abzan, and yep. Although it looks like that will be another cycle that will be uh, expanded here on Streets of New Capenna. The only Just- preview they give is the Broker's ascendancy. Which is the? I'm gonna. Use, it's Bant, green, green, white, blue. It's yeah, that uh, I, shard. I, I, I have a hard time. Yeah, oh, yes. Keep track of all the random names these days. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I. Let's see. What's uh? What are the new? Yeah. At some point, we'll go through the new family names, which are kind of fun. But oh yeah, they'll have them up here. Where is it? Yeah, because they have the. They even have the logos up here. Uh, yeah, because so, Bant is spar. What a sparrow. What what is uh, this? Bant is the oh. Bro- oh, the name! I thought it was just brokers. Is there brokers? Just brokers. brokers. Okay. Brokers is Bant. Red, green, white. So that's Naya is Cabaretti. There you go. <laughs> Cabaretti. You got. Uh, I, I saw a great <laughs> post about uh, how, how to annoy your teenager. Uh, was to take like words like like testosterone, but pronounce them like they're pastas, like testosterone. <laughs> I bet that would drive my kids into a murderous rage if I could if I did that consistently. That's where I'll uh, I'll start doing that. I'll start uh, working out that way. Everything that ends with an O and E. Oh, oh, and I'll start doing that. And then we have the yeah. uh, the the Riveteers, which are black, red, green. So black, uh, no black, red. Uh, Jund. Jund, I think is black, Jund. Red, That's green. Jund. The the Maestros, Maestros, 
Maestros, I guess. Maestros, there you go. Maestros. It's interesting because it, it looks like, I mean, it's like a ship, but it looks like almost like a Maestros, like a, a conducting wand. That's yeah, what I look at when I see the logo. Uh, that's blue, black, red. So that's a uh, Grixis. Yep. Grixis would be that shirt. And then Obscura, a white, blue, black, which would be Esper. If we're doing back to the shards. So, and yeah, I think, I think all the symbols look pretty, they look interesting to me. I, I've always had a sort of a soft spot for art, kind of art deco and, uh, you know, kind of the, the roaring twenties kind of style for things. And, uh, you know, crime families, it seems like it's hard to go too wrong with this as a basis for a set. No. Yeah. I think they'll, uh, I think it, it looked well, like I said, we were just starting to get previews. It looks pretty good so far. And I want to say now that at the bottom of the link too, they show like, the different packaging and this would seem to confirm that those uh reddit pictures that we saw were probably real because they fit the packaging that we see here yeah yeah that uh bundle seems to match up uh, pretty well with uh what's shown here on the official wizards link so it is out there already and and again we'll get new commander decks with and they've already we've got some spoilers for or at least on the packaging for the the, the new commanders, or at least some of the commander cards coming out look pretty good. Um, yeah, we have Bedecked Brokers for the Brokers. We have the Cabaretti Cacophony. <laughs> we have the Riveters. That's uh, uh, going to be so much fun. Riveters Rampage, the Maestro's Massacre, uh, and Obscura being, like you said, uh, Esper, uh, Obscura Operation. So it sounds pretty fun. And from just looking at the pictures of the products that were on the link, for the pre-release pack, it looks like you will be choosing a house, a crime family. Or I don't know if they're crime fam, but is it, are they families? Is that what they call them? Or yeah, I think they're at least I would assume they call them like crime family uh, families. You, it looks like you'll be, families. Yes, they are referring family. them as families. It looks like you'll be choosing a family for the pre-release because the one they show here is the obscura, which would yeah, lead with me white, to blue, believe, black, yeah, which they would have it for each of the. So you get to choose it and then. Uh, Build your build your uh, pre-release deck based off that. Yeah, I'm kind of. I guess I you know just you know since we are thinking like you said you kind of automatically think of shards with this. Do you feel that there's going to be a bias towards a couple of shards? Just kind of the you. Know, I'm trying to remember. I guess power levels. I'm trying to think of. I feel. I feel like more. I remember Jund being yeah. you know very strong with this. Grixis being pretty good. Um, I, I think there will be, it, and that's just part of they'll they'll do their best to try and even them out, but there's always going to be some kind of lean to, you know, one, uh, one family more than the other, just because of the cards that are, that are going to be put into once we hit, know the whole set card list. And we're going to get Mindstone again, at least in some of these commander decks, which is pretty good. Oh, yep. Yep. For the commander launch party. So you mm-hmm. get uh, some swift foot boots or mindstone or yeah mindstone that's uh i think my aren't mindstones oddly expensive now i feel well i feel like every uh, magic card is oddly expensive but well i have to look that up let's check let's mindstone. see dollar i guess in my mind i yeah. thought mindstones were really expensive never mind no it's because you played magic for so long everything gets like distorted weird out of view and you're like, yeah, yeah, this card's not that much. And then you go look it up. You're like, how is this card that much? Yeah, what and, was the yeah. a, a, a concordant crossroads? I'm like, oh, just, you know, some you know crappy anthology. Was it the white bordered? Uh, is Legends and Chronicles. Chronicles. Thank you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had a bunch of them because like you just got them all oh. the time. I'm like, oh, whatever, oh. you know, just to, I remember playing with it sometimes, but we didn't play with it until I'm like, oh, I'll just. I'll just sell them. I don't even play because I got like ten of them. What I'm like fifty, like fifty dollars. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. You look at you like, how on earth are these cards worth this much? Yep, it's just a white bordered. I mean, it's got kind of the birds. It, I guess the art is kind of cool looking, but just in uh, just a, yeah, just magic is weird in that respect. Now, well, part of it might be is that uh, is it? It's not as outside the color pie, but with green and haste, is that little kind of a bend on it? And maybe that's why part of the cost or the, uh, the re the cost so much money. I would guess that. And I think it does enable quite a few combos with mm-hmm. kind of green producing tokens and creatures where I think it, I think there's quite a few, uh, infinite combos that can be spawned with Concord and crossroads. Yeah. That's, 
Yeah, I should pull up the whole the whole set of Chronicles. I I remember that being such a, like kind of like a panned like expansion or set, you know, because it was white bordered. It was you know it had the symbols. People, I feel like people didn't really like Chronicles that much, and it's probably a really valuable set now that I'm. If Concurrent Crossroads is fifty dollars, I have to go back and see what else is in there. But we can pull it. That's not that bad. We'll pull up uh, MTG stocks for all of your Magic card prices. MTG, well, MTG stocks. I've never one used MTG stocks. Tell you, one of these times we're going to get a sponsorship. It's going to happen. MTG stocks. Okay, I'm pulling it up here. I've never been here. Um, so yeah, you, oh, you click, can look by set. Sets oh. interest. You like? Let's say you just like dual land. You can click interest, and you can click on you know not interest. Um, one, <laughs> uh, Analytics, there's a handy list. There's also yeah, you can you can do it by set, you can do it by card. It's great. So if you click down and go down to Chronicles, click on Chronicles, wow. and then I think it uh, default alphabetic. I did mine oh, by wow. average by the price, and yeah, Concord and Crossroads by far. Oh, by far the biggest one. Okay, yeah. City, of, I'm City of Brass. I remember. Yep. Oh, I remember Blood Moon, Ashnod's Altar. Yes, I yeah, the common. Moon. Okay, yeah. see, it's you can get all sore, and then it just kind of plummets down from there. But yeah, you uh. You can go on here and find all sorts of interesting. Uh, Thank you. I have, I have not used this site before because sometimes I kind of liked looking at sets just to see what was valuable. You know, just kind of for for fun and like hell. Fourth edition. Show me fourth edition. Boop. Oh, Mana Vault. Forgot Mana Vault was in there. Yep. Sylvan Library at fifty dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that went down some because it was in the uh, Commander Collection Green. I think that was the one where it popped. That helped yank the price down some. Oh yeah, yeah. I I do. Well, I like data, but I love when you can see the graphs of price over time. Oh yep, yep, yep. They'll have that if you want. You can look on there and you can see it. And they have they have all Man, sorts. It has all. Get a foot massage and do this, and make it a day. <laughs> Land at strip mine still fifteen dollars. I mean, it's just seeing some of these cards are just God. absolutely. I still that was like I still remember playing in my first ever magic tournament this and they had just I had never even heard of like restricted lists and things like going to that and they had just like in person they're like okay everybody you can only have one balance in your deck and there's like you know a couple of the d bags are like you know playing the white black balance no uh mind twist you know no, strip yeah. mine garbage they're like no <laughs> like you deserve it Yep. Because you're a horrible yep. human being. If you, if you play balance, you deserve everything that's happened to you. Oh, man. God. Talk about breaking color pies. Like, that card was just ridiculous. Oh, well, you get man. you have no cards and no lands, but I have all my moxes. So, yep, that, tough Or uh, stasis, playing against a stasis deck. Oh, like, well, yeah. I guess I don't need to do anything today. I'm just going to walk away from the table now and... <laughs> I don't enjoy playing Magic. I don't. I just want to watch Matt. This is the this is streaming before streaming of games. I'm just going to watch you play Magic with your <laughs> with your deck. Okay, my my next goal will be we don't necessarily do this live on on the air, but I, I do want to find the least like the least valuable set. What the why is City of Traders worth three hundred dollars? Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> what? And survival of the fittest is. I I feel like I remember that being very valuable, but I don't remember it being two hundred and fifty dollars valuable though. Yeah, because you know, obviously yeah. you get the fittest nightmare. Um, oh, God, so weird. Yeah, there's it. it it's it's a uh, fun. Yeah, fun, I want to uh, find the worst set. I guess what where is Fallen Empires is usually what I would assume is maybe one of the least valuable sets. Yeah, let's see if we. But can, uh... there's probably some. I, I would, I would. Rainbow Veil at, at about ten dollars. Thrall Champion at nine dollars. That I remember liking Thrall Champion and playing a lot of Thrall Champion, but so that's wow. that might be the least valuable set. But I don't know. But they have some decent. Like it doesn't jump up as high as the Chronicles, but look at it. It also doesn't drop off as quick. You still have ten dollars, nine dollars. You know, five, five. Just about three and a half, three, three, two and a half, two and a half, two. Like, I might have something. I don't know yeah, if there's a. I'd have a, to look if there's a way to uh, uh, sort by like total. Well, we, we can look at sealed if we want. I mean, right? That would be a general idea. If you have a set that's more uh, valuable, the sealed product would be worth more, right? Because the idea is that you could, like, if you get uh, a sealed box of Urza Saga, 
that's worth a lot of money because the idea is that you can get a high value card out of there. We can look at sealed okay. product and see what. Let me. Uh, so let's go to set. Let's go. Okay. So fallen empires. We've become a, a finance podcast now. If we click on uh. sealed, a booster box, an average booster box of uh, fallen empires is eight hundred and fifty dollars. That seems really high. That that does seem given, high. given what we saw for the the card prices, <laughs> that seems high. So here I mean, there was like a thousand packs in each of those boxes. So maybe that's why I still like, remember there. A Chronicles average booster box is twenty two hundred dollars. So I think you're right on the Fallen Empires. That that's just my gut hunch, and and again, like you said, it's it wasn't a bad set. I mean, like you got uh, him to two rocket. There's some good cards in there, but. If I mean, if you want to buy a booster box of Urza's Destiny, you got eighty seven hundred dollars. That's the average. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't see a market listing though, so I don't think it's anything big has come out of it. But yeah, that's do, do you? St- I, I still get these dreams once in a while where I'm, uh, you know, I'm going like back, you know, like home areas, you know, kind of very rural areas, and you go into like the thrift store, and they're like, I, I, we have these random boxes of cards. It's like yeah. I will buy those. Yeah, Those hoping open boxes. It, in my mind, it's always like you know beta, but it seems like pretty much any unopened box booster I would probably buy at this point. Those are even the when you see the people that post, they went to a like a Salvation Army or a Goodwill, a thrift store, and especially if it's a smaller one, and they just go in there and there happen to be you know like Ziploc baggies full of magic cards. You know they got them as a donation. They're selling them for five bucks, and then they open them up and. There'll be like dual lands in there, demonic tutors, just an insane thing. They're like, yeah, I paid $10 Canadian for this. And you're like, yeah. why? Why does this? Well, and, and then, I mean, I used to kind of do that for Goodwill. Then it kind of changed after Goodwill started putting, you can basically browse Goodwill items online. So yeah. also, and you can like purchase them. So it, it became auction like where anything that was magic related, you know, because it would just be like, here's a box of cards. And the prices became outrageous because people were like, you know, like you said, there's could be one gayest credit, one something in that, and it's worth the money uh, at yep. that point. Yeah. Oh, good, good times with magic cards. So, yeah, I think you're probably right. Fallen Empires may be the lowest, uh, lowest price. And, and like you said, still like $800 for a booster box. That's nuts. <laughs> I still remember going to Shinders. I don't know. Um, no, never heard of Shinders. Shinders. I mean, I'm not sure if it was a Minnesota-only store, but it was like uh, sports cards and collectibles. It was fairly, it folded because it was like the the the, the owner was like, it was like a huge fraud scheme, but it was a very popular store because it was like the one place you could go to get like sports cards and magic cards. Um, and they would have like this case on the wall where they put like the valuable, at that time, like magic cards and like boosters. So they would like, there'd be like, they would have like single boosters of like antiqu- antiquities or legends and they would like the, the little flap at top, you know, where they would like push, put a push pin through it. So it would hang from there. Yep. Yep. And I still remember, I, I bought some, but like, you're like $20 for a booster. And you're like, you're like, Ooh, $20 booster of legends. And like, should I save up? And I still remember getting, I still remember buying the antiquities boosters there. Um, like, uh, in, in, like we go back and, you know, you can't predict the future, but in your mind, you're just like, Oh my God, what if I only would have known. What about only? Only would have kept those cards. Only if only my brother hadn't burned those cards. Oh, <laughs> that's what you're telling. That's a that's a <laughs> sad, sad thing. That's the one nice thing about being like an old dad player now is as like is we're getting like you know connected with like new dads. A lot of times we'd be like, yeah, I used to play Magic way back when. I'm like, you should go get your cards. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, if you have any left, I mean. I'll buy them from you if you just want to sell them. But we try to look through them together because you might have some that are worth potentially a crazy amount of money. And they're, and they're yep. always like, really? Yep. Yeah. It's I, That's actually, I find that enjoyable when I've uh, had friends or acquaintances at work who have brought it up. And then I'll be like, if you bring in your carts, I'll show you where we can, you know, look over them and give you a general idea. And uh, yeah, some of them, I had somebody that had a, a, a collection of Eater of the Dead from the Dark. It's. I I remember the card. It had kind of a cool Egyptian art on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing that seemed like really out of the ordinary. And then it uh, spiked in price the end of last year. And I don't know which deck what was being played in, but yeah, it's now forty. Average is forty seven dollars. It's either dead. I mean, it's a card that that had been 
it's a card that had been dollar five dollars for years. It had been nothing, and then it just boom. Uh, okay, I guess when you have a, I guess after there's a zero man ability that can let you potentially untap it multiple times. Yes, I guess yeah, that could be abused I'm with but, it. But yeah, yeah. fifty dollars for a random, otherwise junk card in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. So it's always I don't know, I think it's just kind of fun, especially looking through them and seeing them. <laughs> the ones that uh, still will occasionally have the rubber band that hasn't completely disintegrated around it. So, you know, the cards have that nice <laughs> little, little dent on each side there. I said, if sports cards, too. Yeah. Uh, or Garbage Pail Kids. I, I remember that was a, a hot thing when I was uh, in elementary school. Oh, uh, Garbage Pail Kids? Mm-hmm. I remember seeing like, that movie. <laughs> that movie was terrifying. That was a drug trip gone bad. For a, of a movie there. <laughs> Those things were re- like, I know they're repulsive on the cards, but like them, their realization oh. of them in real life was extra repulsive. Yeah. Uh, uh, to me. Yeah. That was, that was a nightmare inducing seeing some of those, how they did the animatronic heads they had on there or whatever. Yeah. Those were, those were not worthwhile. Those, those should be banned just like wizards announced a new band and restricted this week yeah i i feel like usually when i hear a banned and restricted announcement usually there's definitely people on both sides that are either you know angry about this being done versus happy that it's done i feel that the loris band has been mainly positive that people just like i hated playing against that card it was really <laughs> annoying <laughs> i i uh yeah i actually for a while in uh on Magic the Gathering on Arena, not online, but on Arena, I did uh, the uh, White Life Gain deck with Luris. And yes, it was. I uh, I don't apologize to my opponents because I still had to play decks like Blue Black Rogues and, uh, you know, Mono oh, we, we Red. Know you with love, we know you love yep. playing Blue Black Rogues. Black Rogues. So, pretty- <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I've, I've, I haven't heard anybody uh, up on their soapbox about how uh, it's a horrible thing that Luris got uh, banned. So yeah, um, and I saw some like funny comments like you can it, like things like you can now play three com- converted mana cost permanents in modern again because <laughs> not a lot of people. It was like either I'm playing Luris or some of the other combo decks. I did see uh, someone had linked back to Sam Black's original article for uh, Star City Games back when Star City Games you know had writers. <laughs> you said and- you pay people, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, his original article basically saying companions too powerful and it's bad for the game. This is before all the previews are done for Ikoria. They just released that. I don't even think we knew the entire cycle of companions yet. Oh, but really? Luris was one of the ones. And yeah, he, he laid that's it very out. Prescient then at that yes. point. Cause it is. Yep. Cause they've yeah. been, well, and, and, and that seems to be the discussion too, is now that Luris is gone, I guess the concern is a little bit about Yorion, but if, if, if you took Yorion out of the picture is, could they go back to the original, I guess wording of of companion uh, with it. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's not that many. In some ways, there's not that many left at that point. So I guess why not? But um, and yeah, with alchemy, uh, yeah, it's magic is weird uh, now. Because uh, I, I was, I, I met somebody for a dinner last night that uh, similar age. I'll say never played magic, but you know, was I'll say kind of familiar with you know what it is. He's like, well, do you play it online? I'm like, yeah. He's like how does that work? I'm like, well, there's two versions. He's like, there's two versions of online magic. I'm like, yeah, that is kind of a, already kind of a weird thing to say. He's like, well, why are there two? I'm like, cause I was, t- I was telling about the loan program. I'm like, cause I, you know, I, yeah. I play these X and trying to explain the economy. He's just like, what? <laughs> he was like, well, how do you pick which one to play? I'm like, I'm confusing myself now. And I can't imagine if I was a new person coming into this, uh, do, do you feel like if I was a new player coming to Magic right now, would you feel like you would even, unless I Googled it, would you even become aware that MTGO was there? I feel like nothing ex- nothing would expose you to it. Everything is Arena that you'd yep. be exposed to. Yep. I, I really thought when Arena came out, I was like, well, this is going to be what's going to push Magic forward. MTGO is just going to, you know, go in the dustbin and get kicked to the side. And uh, once the uh, change with alchemy came out i feel like mtgo got a uh kind of got a boost uh, well you think it was a boost for mtgo with alchemy Do you, with what, alchemy i'm just curious what, what makes you is it just that people don't like cards changing or like what, what makes you say that I, 
I, th- I think it's the, I don't want to say it's the refund policy. When you've purchased a, a card on Magic the Gathering, or you've won the card, you know, you've opened the pack, you bought the gems to open, you know, um, however many hundreds of packs you need to get the cards that you're looking for. Yeah. And then that change is made and that card is banned. You don't get those gems back. So okay. pre-alchemy, and I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong on this, pre-alchemy, when a card got banned, you got those like wild cards back. With alchemy, you don't. Okay, so, you're right. I do remember when they would ban that you would, when you logged in, it would be like, these cards are banned. You get this stuff. But I guess I didn't realize that that didn't happen with alchemy. No, yeah, that doesn't happen. If there was a change in how that happened with alchemy, I wouldn't. I would do something other than draft on arena right now. I only draft on arena, not very good at it, but I still enjoy doing it. So I, I draft on arena um, because of that. It's like, yeah, why would I want to play, you know, and it's even affected the historic format. Alchemy still affects that. So there is right. There's a standard uh, you have draft, which obviously is unaffected by alchemy. And there is a standard that's not affected by alchemy. I thought there was one uh, that, that is a I'm pulling and up. that, and then beyond that, everything else is affected by alchemy cards. But my overall thing is that if you're not going to get a a refund in air quotes for the cards that are changed in alchemy, why should I continue uh, putting money in for these cards when they can be changed and I'm not getting my my money back for it? I, I bought this card, you know, I bought the gems or whatever, unlock this card because I'm looking for X card, and okay. you've now changed X to Y. Y is not what I was going for. I was going for X. And I understand there's power level. There might be an issue there with it. Give me my wild card back for it so I can apply this towards some other card I'm trying to get then. Yeah, I thought that's... Yeah, yeah that I, is that is confusing. Like, again, if I was a new player coming to that and where the cards look different than what maybe what my paper cards are and like, yeah, where can I play? Because uh, cause you kind of have, you still have both versions, but you can only play the alchemy version in most formats, but you technically still have the original one, as far as I understand. You just can't, I guess, use it. Yeah. Which is basically makes it worthless, you know, for yep. for arena if you can't really use it anywhere. Yeah. Um, and especially that kind of exposes that it seems like one of the Achilles heel for the economy being, unlike Hearthstone and a lot of the other programs where there's, you know, some way of converting like chaff into, you know, I didn't play much Hearthstone, but like, you know, you could dust, you know, basically turn cart, get rid of cards into some sort of currency that you could use to mm-hmm. purchase new cards with yep. this. Yep. Um, yeah. It, it would and, be nice if that was included. They had some, and I'm not saying that dusting is the perfect system either, but some way of getting back when there's been a change. Cause that change is outside of your hands. You know, it's not, no, no one, none of us as players are making that call that I don't want this card to be the way that it is. Wizards made that call might agree with it. You can disagree with it, but that's not the card that I spent wild cards or whatever purchasing on. I want a refund back for those cards. Okay. Okay. That, I mean, that makes sense. I guess it does, does kind of develop a bit of, like you said, mistrust or you just don't know, like, Hey, I love this card now, but what's going to happen down the road. I'm not sure it could become useless to me. Yeah. And it's, it's gone as opposed to magic, the gathering online. I know you have tickets, right? You can purchase those cards. You need it. Or, or for dad value. The loan program is insane. Now that I've bumped up to the 40 tickets at a time, which which comes out to 92 cents a week uh, that I'm paying, I literally have like two, three decks at a time out because I get outside of a very small that selection of cards. Most of them, you can make a whole deck for like four or five total tickets. So it's like. I had another question on that. I know I'd asked you some last week. Does it when you uh, put in your submit your list to card hoarder for the card you want to rent or you know borrow on that program? When you submit a, do you submit the deck list? Does it cross check to see which card you already own? Like let's say you own the uh, Innistrad lands, right? You have those Innistrad lands. If you submit a deck list with that to the loan program, will the card hoarder check against your inventory and not try and? loan you those or do you have to manually remove those from your want list no it's an opt-in so you, you have to kind of give permission to see basically your card collection but if you give yes it will automatically take out cards that you already own so it's it's, make- it's pretty slick i mean yeah. it, it honestly works really well uh you know nothing's ever perfect you know, like i mentioned it can be a little challenging if you're doing little tweaks you're not doing like a whole deck at a time but it's still it's pretty easy like we were talking about just the, the janky shrines deck in standard you know <sighs> I would never want to spend, I guess, real money to put that deck together, but 
I had extra tickets. I put the deck list in. I have my, I have janky shrines get to play for a few days for fun. You get, it is really janky. So it's like, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm gonna play this thing forever, but I got to play for a little bit, return it. And then now onto a new deck. So it's, it's pretty cool. Are you uh, still have garbage truck? Garbage, garbage truck. truck is, going that one's still going. Cause that one has been, I that is by far the most rage quits I've ever produced with the deck <laughs> in recent memory. Um, uh, as as we put in our Discord, I was like, after the, like their sixth to seventh creature in a row dies to search hacker mech blinking in some fashion, they just quit at that point. <laughs> Did you say the the only I like consistent weakness really seems to be a, a discard deck, right? If you're playing a discard deck, that's your discard. Uh, there's a luckily uh, there's enough card draw that usually it's okay because um, a lot of times then the creatures are usually small enough that it's still. Um, Susceptible to you know some sort of you know even like a two damage surge hacker mech will take out a lot of things. Okay. Um, the tough one has been uh, basically like mono green aggro stompy because oh. some of those some of their draws are just ridiculous. Where you're, you're going to pack leader turn two that the old girl troll turn three. It's it can be tough to race yeah. that when you're playing like more of a control type deck at uh-huh. that point. I guess if you if you're doing sideboards you could pull in a lot of you know you know removal but a lot of times I'm, I usually just play best of one, you know, just for fun games. And usually there I'm going to get steamrolled quite well with that. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're having fun with it. And yeah, that loan program seems. I, 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 I can't believe I hadn't heard of it earlier. I know I wasn't in on magic online. I hadn't played it in forever, but I, yeah, the fact that that's not more widely, I guess, advertised. Yeah. You don't own the cards, but for that, like it's, it seems so, if you look at a magic player and what they would spend on cards or on, you know, what they would spend on cards in a year, if you think about it, it's like, it's, it's $50 a year. Is that, is yeah, that what it it's like, out to? <laughs> you know, it's like one, you know, a couple of non-basic lands, you know, from a new set a lot of times, or I can just play whatever I want for about a year. So for me, I'm willing to make that investment. Right well, now. yeah, it's. And whatever you right, heaven for it, you could go into a tournament with that, couldn't you? Well, absolutely. Yeah, Let's say you I could. Mean, so they're, they're the cards that I mean, I think this is why they have like the whole. I mentioned like having to sign like a contract because the cards are just in your collection. Like in some ways, they are yours, so you could okay. try to do something nefarious. But yeah, so you can play tournaments. Um, so I think there definitely have been people that try to like anything maximize. Like, hey, I'm getting twenty tickets worth of decks. Can I play in tournaments to produce more than that tickets to try to? I wasn't yeah. go infinite. I can't remember what people yeah. used to call it, yeah. but basically you go could, infinite. Yeah. Create more revenue, I guess, than your uh get profit, I guess, and you can kind of keep going. So it's it's fun. I'm never gonna play in any tournaments, but <laughs> but yeah, I think if you're looking for a way to just kind of play and experience magic, it's it's been a nice way to do it with it. It it, it sounds like a sounds like a good program. I'm sure I'll it's find Al a Newman way. of it is the Al Newman of <laughs> How to play Match of the Gathering. Am I good at really any of it? Not really, but can I kind of do it all, at least a little bit? Al Newman says, yes, I can. Yeah, that that card has definitely got some curve in it. I Man, Al can't... Newman earned a Bachelor's of Science degree in accounting. Really? According to the 1991 Tops Al Newman card. Uh, I guess I forgot he played for the Expos for his first couple of years. In my mind, he was, he was twins all the way until he retired. And now he's one of the coaches. I think he's one of the base running coaches base coaches i think for the twins so for for any of our listeners who are younger than 20 some years old the expos were a baseball team that were based out of montreal are they not around anymore the expos have been around for years i, I haven't I called baseball for many years like it's just i think it's like you're like a, you're a young boy you're just kind of into baseball and stuff so i followed it like into the 80s and 90s is when i liked baseball Let's see i i lived in montreal between 97 and 99 and, oh yeah, no, it looks like they were still Montreal Expos until 2004. So well, they, uh, what happened to them? Did this like? Uh, let's see. Did they? Did, did they, just they get die owned off by and... the liberals? Is that what happened? <laughs> I I think they just uh, went away. I think they're. Uh, they're like you're. Are you? I thought you were a hockey team. You're, yeah, you play probably. baseball. We you should go. You should go let's now. See, failed negotiation. We'll hit Wikipedia. That has all truth. Yeah. Uh, looks like yeah, no fans. I mean, it's. Not unexpected. 2004. Uh, yeah, it looks like 2004. That was that was it. 
And uh, this is something I know just because I was a lifelong Twins fan is Al Newman at this time, he only had one home run. He actually hit two home runs in his career just to keep you up to date. Two total home runs. <laughs> Basically, Mark McGuire could do that batting one handed, but you know, the Al well, Newman he, got two of them. The other hand, it was holding the steroid injection. So that's why <laughs> I did one. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that era. Yeah, that, was, that was also a sweet time of baseball there. Where oh. You knew something was up because Mark McGuire went from being, you think of like his, uh, his tops Olympic card, you know, like normal size human being. He was a good player and then looked like the Hulk the next yep. year. And you're just like, something changed here. Barry Bonds. Remember Barry Bonds? The he same also way. was like a, he can't look like, he looked like Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, he was like a, you know, a good hitter and you're like, but. I'll say normal sized human. Yep. And yep. then also can't, he can't buy shirts anymore. It's nope. like, what happened here? Yeah. Don't, don't do drugs. Uh, PSA. Don't do drugs. Everyone. That's what we say. <laughs> but I admit if I was a young man, I, that, you're getting a mixed message. there. like, but that guy does drugs and he's getting like a hundred million dollars a year. <laughs> this, is, this is a lot yes, of money. But don't do them. Cause yeah, don't do drugs. Your balls yeah, will fall off and you'll yeah, have some dude, issues. Are we going to do that? I mean, we might be uniquely qualified among magic podcasts to discuss these things. But and we can discuss the, uh, the, uh, the, the bad issues of taking anabolic steroids. <laughs> steroids. But don't take yeah, well, them. My heart it, exploded. And yeah. But. Yep. Yep. Your heart. There's wherever aspect you want to look at. It's going to affect your body. Bacne. The bacne is disgusting. It's so bacne. But that's is, why I still love the Saturday Night Live skit with Kevin Nealon of the all steroid Olympics where they. They had the, the skit where they got rid of the steroid restrictions. And he was listening. He's supposed to be deadlifting like 2,000 pounds or something dumb. <laughs> arms and his arms just rip off. It's great. Oh, yeah. Great, great no, skit. Steroids don't. Uh, look at the Olympics. Was it 72 or the East German uh, women's team that had mustaches? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't, do, yeah. don't do steroids. It, no steroids. Like short-term <laughs> gains. I mean, and, and, that was, and that was a challenge like when we've been like – you know, talking with like teenagers, like in clinic visits, it's like the answer is yes. Compared to, you know, normal exercise and diet, you do get faster, you know, muscle mass at the expense of all of these other horrific oh. medical issues. So the answer is it is absolutely not worth it. That's so it. No. don't do it. Yeah. Don't, don't not, not worth it. It's, it's yeah. Too much money, too much pain and all that. There, but back to the bands, there was also another band outside Luris. This one yeah, involved uh, someone you might know pretty close, and I was yeah. So yeah, so I because I, I you know I you know I've dabbled in pop, or I am not you know on top of the the uh, metagame by any means. So I was interested when they when they whenever they ban stuff in pop, I'm always curious why. You know, I just assuming popper being a format where you can play cards that are at was it at some point released at common rarity? Mm-hmm. I know rarities can change, um, so. I just went down to, to Gavin had a nice article about just explaining why. And it lo- sounds like a lot of things because of modern horizons too, is yep. where some of these cards came back, <laughs> uh, at least at, at a common uh, rarity. And I guess didn't realize storm was such an issue in yeah. popper, but yeah, galvanic relay got the ax and he explains that most common storm cards have gotten the ax at yep. this point. Uh, Cause chatter storm was the previous one that got the ax. Um, uh, Disciple of the Vault, that was another one, yep. too, that I didn't realize had come in at a common, mm-hmm. I guess, rarity. Um, in my mind, it was always an uncommon. So I guess that's where I was a little, I didn't know about. Um, I also didn't know about Kirk Clan Shaman is one I did not remember. So he he mentioned that one being an issue with a lot of the artifact lands. Where oh, you no. could just you know stack a bunch of sacrifices with Disciple and basically kill the opponent in one fell swoop before the initial trigger would happen to actually kill the creatures with Ah, uh, okay. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I see that. Wow, I don't remember that card at all. Oh, it's Meriden. Okay, there it is. <laughs> so well, it's, yeah. it, it, interesting. Atog, you know, again, kind of a similar thing where uh, kind of abusing uh, affinity, uh, what I would call affinity, affinity. Um, at that point. And it was nice that too, you kind of explained, you know, some of the comments from Kamigawa uh, Neon Dynasty of that they were watching, like he, he mentioned specifically experimental synthesizer was one of the concerns yep. that was, uh, which I guess I had not really paid much attention to that card. When I originally read through this. Yeah. It's uh, interesting to see how it's a common theme with bannings. Doesn't matter the format. 
any, any times Wizards has done something that's made a, a spell free or greatly reduced the cost, right? So you have free with Storm, and then you have uh, greatly reduced the cost with Affinity. Those always seem to be issues. And it, almost it always, no matter the, the negative, it's like yep. usually the, the positive still is going to somehow away that when done correctly. They, they always seem to, it, it, and Wizards always seems like they come, it's a lesson not learned that they come back to go back to yeah. that Sam Black article. If you yeah, look like, at, he was talking about Phyrexian mana. He's like, they did the Phyrexian mana thing. You can't do that. Like, it's Wizards doesn't learn because they want to come back to like, no, 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 if we tweak this. If we tweak this memory jar, no, it's <laughs> it doesn't matter if it says draw seven cards. No one, it's it can't be abused. Uh, Lion's Eye Diamond, you're losing your hand. I mean, well, really, Lions in in defense of Lion's Eye Diamond, which is another one of those cards. You're like, oh, I used to not to do that. Put that in the spokes of my bike. Now it's that was a rules change. That was a change. Now it's five hundred dollars. Like what the heck? As it was originally printed, it was. It was Lion's Eye Diamond. Then when they changed now the rules LED. on it. Now it's yes, LED. Now it's LED. Call it that. <laughs> and I do like that they put on in this article, like they're looking at other cards, right? He brought Moon Circuit uh, Hacker, um, Experimental Synthesizer. It's nice that Wizards is putting out the, like, hey, we're, we want to check, you know, we haven't abandoned it. We're looking, we're, we're actively looking at things to try and keep the format healthy. And I think that's nice. I think that's a. I think that's good that they have that going and uh, to try and keep a uh, format. I know it's called Popper, but uh, more affordable. I, I don't know what that what the yeah, cost of the best deck is. It's kind of interesting to see them. I guess forming these. Uh, do you call them unofficial panels? Like we have, like basically, we have like the Commanders Rule Committee. We have this Popper format uh, committee. It's interesting to see them. I guess. And again, involving people that are not employees of, I mean, Gavin is, but most other people I saw listed in the popper, uh, like I, I, I think I've chatted with Alex in the past a few times, but you know, I recognize some of those names where I know that they are not employees of Wizards of the Coast in any way. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I think that's also a way that Wizards can uh, kind of wipe their hand, you know, oh, well, we didn't, you know, we didn't make oh, this. It's, it's we, them. It's, it's, uh, it's it's them that did it. Poor Sheldon. He's the one that did that to you. Go get him. <laughs> and then they can kind of, oh, poor, I do feel bad. He, poor Sheldon. Yeah, um, he's, he takes a lot of garbage. It, it, and then I, I've, we won't even go into Seth McKinnon, but just reading some of the things that Seth McKinnon said to him, I'm just like, even if I maybe believed your story, you've verified you are a garbage human being <laughs> to me by attacking somebody like, because uh, uh, Sheldon has been open <sighs> that he is battling cancer right now. He's been yeah. you know, open with yeah. this on Twitter. And it's just like, he, he, not that he, gives you carte blanche for anything, but it's just like, man, he's just trying to do his thing and hopefully live I, for both me and Brent work in healthcare. So it's like, <laughs> we've all worked with people that unfairly get horrific medical problems. And then, will probably die from them. And it's, it's just like, oh my yeah. gosh, like, we're, but I don't want to wear a mask. It's like, oh, uh, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Killing okay. me. Look Literally. at it. 48 minutes until we got the mask. So that's good. See, that's, that's oh, awesome. God. <laughs> you know what though? Sorry, being a, it just, it just, it's infuriating. So at some points, but, but to link it, cause I know we didn't get to talk about last time. I know we're, we're getting close to the time. You know who uh, an interesting species of animal that generally doesn't get cancer? Do you know which one that would be? Oh, that's naked mole rat, and they're still trying to figure that one out. Actually, because they, they uh, I was reading more where they don't. It seems like as far as I understand, there's been no documented cases as far mm-hmm. as cancers. For what they understand, they they don't think it's not that we by any means understand it fully. It seems like they don't think it's completely impossible for them to get cancer, and they're still trying to figure out what that is. And they also seem to have a very low risk or minimal like autoimmune disorders. So, uh, you know, you know, in some ways related to what causes a lot of types of cancer, but, um, yeah, so very interesting, you know, all the things that are coming out, studying otherwise a butt ugly animal that is, it's a house for ants sort of thing. If you remember that movie, but is they're really disgusting looking, but they have so much unique thing, right? The pain, they don't have pain, yeah, uh, the neurotransmitters no, and they're, yeah, no, no uh, cutaneous. It said, I was reading more like uh, there's a pretty good article as well on the Smithsonian's National Zoo site 
uh, where I guess if you inject them with like uh, what a substance P that I guess they will feel pain, but it has to be like weird. So it was like, if it was capsaicin based, so they, they can, they can technically feel pain, but usually not <laughs> most of the time. Um, yeah. They are just, just disgusting looking. I mean that in the nicest way. They are odd looking animals. I do not yeah. know. Got the little hairs on them. Yeah, I guess they're called sympathy hairs, which I like. Yeah, sympathy hair. Yeah, yeah. You try, see, look at that. See, look at all this. This is podcast really covers it all. You've it had does. baseball on here. We've talked magic, which is a cornerstone of it. Uh, we even got a little into some cancer. And then now we're on to mole rats, naked yeah. mole rats, which makes you wonder if they were called naked mole rats, is there a mole rat? There are many, many, I guess, different types of mole rats. Oh, I did not um, know that. Because the because the, the other, I always liked the naked mole rat because it was it was the first ever identified eusocial mammal. Uh, and do you, do you know what eusociality is in animals? What is eusociality? Uh, that is, I think of like bees, where you have only a, a very small percentage <gasps> oh. of them can are can reproduce. Oh, uh, so you, like literally, naked mole rats have a queen, which is the only fertile female, or that can produce offspring. And there's then usually just a very small number of of males that can reproduce. Otherwise, the rest are basically workers. They are sterile. But in, in mammals, wow, um, that is crazy. And I think the only uh, the only other mammal that's been seen to have this is another form of mole rat. Wow, that is. I did not know that. That's crazy. Yep. So yeah, yes. Yeah, so I think they you have the queen, and then yeah, one to three males, and then the rest. Uh, usually, the colonies I think are on average of like seventy-ish, you know, ugly animals. And again, one you have a queen, and then like one to three males that can reproduce, and the rest are sterile. Uh, it was interesting. Like they said, well, obviously things like uh, inbreeding probably could be a problem when you have that, and in these various. So there's like certain ones are born that have like a natural tendency to want to leave like the nest and like go like to other colonies. It's really interesting wow. to read about kind of how they don't get more ugly, I guess, from inbreeding and looking, doing a quick search on scryfall. I do not see a naked mole rat listed. I see there's only three moles and none of them look like, well, I don't know mole worms, but I mean, that's a worm more than a mole. None of them look like a naked mole rat. So I think need to start pulling some strings and get a naked mole rat magic card. That would something. be pretty good. I bet you can get the like art it. for it. See, you can get something like that in there. And then, and then, oh, there's lots of rats. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm not looking through all the rats to see if they, they look, all look rat. Like none of them look like a, uh, I don't know. The Icar rats, Icar rats look pretty disgusting. They're naked. They, maybe that's the closest okay, thing that we have. I, I, that's from the dark, right? No, this is from a uh, uh, new Phyrexia. That's new for Okay, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, There's also a, another rat too from Dark that was pretty gross looking. Let's see if uh, Dark. Uh, I'm scrolling through to look to see. See so and link this up to. Oh, there there are some really gross ones. Like there's rot. No, that's rotting rats. That's all right. Oh, let's uh, let's do an advanced bog rats. That's the one I'm thinking of. Bog that was one that was originally in Dark. They have did it was I yeah. Guess they, yeah they have a baby one. I guess the the other ones have fur uh, yeah. on there. Well, that's close and it can't be blocked by walls. That would make sense, right? It's burrowing under. It's doing that. So yeah, rats is pretty. That's a good one, I'd say. As I'm looking through them quick, the rest plague rats, I guess, but they still have fur and they're undead. Yeah. Is... <laughs> oh so yeah. I don't. Some... I don't have a great naked mole rat. No nope. analog so, yet here. We'll yeah. Say. So that that could be put in there, or you could always use one of the many uh, custom magic artists. Get one of them, and then you could have them do the art for you on one of those cards. Theoretically, a changeling. That thing's a naked mole rat, too. Oh, there you it's go. All, yeah, there you go. I just got to get one of those with custom art that looks like a, a naked mole <laughs> rat on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. How did we get that? Oh, that was off of Popper. Yeah, we went for Yeah, because we talked about Sheldon and then the, the cancer, cancer and then mole rats. The mole rats too. Yeah. And that's usually how uh, my match it goes. And that's where you end up. And then we're, start, we're going to start talking about Starlight Coke and everything else that's out there in these days. Have, have you had Starlight Coke? I have not had it yet. Okay, I've heard I it tastes like, I believe the scripture I heard was burnt steak. I heard somebody tell me. Oh. So I kind of want to try it because like, that sounds terrible, but I need to experience that for myself. <laughs> I guess you, you, just, you, you swig the Coke, you lick your Nintendo Switch cartridges, and then you pass out. It's probably going to be the new thing, <laughs> new fad for kids. 
So that way you can have it in the same category as clear tab. It's like something that popped up. It was a fad, but you had some. And so you can say that. Uh, experience it. Experience. Yeah, I've, I've not, I think I've seen it once and I didn't buy any. I was like, what the hell is this? And then, yeah, I uh, had not heard the steak analogy for Starlight Coke. No. Sorry, I, I will get to experience it. But Brent, I think we're, we're getting towards the end here. Um, but I'll say join us next week. We'll talk more about what we've been playing. Actually, you mentioned you're doing some drafts. Is there any like other types of decks or like any other formats you've been playing before we go? No, actually, no. I've uh, still been stuck on draft. I'm having a good time. Uh, the deck I've made, I don't know why it's winning. Uh, I am not good at drafting. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. So luck is on my side. Uh, whatever, not uh, what's the term? Look, the statistical term variance. Variance is on my side okay. with this. You, you got uh, you got your bars, and you're yeah, just hitting yep, the, the, right at the just, top uh, of the bar. Happened to be hitting it because uh, yeah, the last one I played was uh, they had three of those Michiko sagas in there, and I was Usually like, Green, I'm, Wine, Green Wine Champions has been. I mean, if you can draft yeah. right, it can be just a, a a beast. And I happened to win. I don't know. It's I'm playing a a blue white. It's not vehicles. It's just a blue white deck. Was splashing black, and I guess I have enough things that uh, that can stop their creature. You know, make them where they can't attack or can't block or those enchantments. And yeah, but yeah, no, just just draft. How have you uh, you still been doing your uh, standard slam with the garbage truck? Yeah, and uh, and too, I might uh, uh, I've, I've enjoyed playing junk stuff and uh, modern too. And now that I might see less Loris, which it was just they were very competitive decks, so it got a little annoying. I think it was, they had some neat stats, like roughly like a third of the decks that they were monitoring, like 31% were Luris based. So I'll be fun to go back to modern, I think, and play a bit more there, you know, okay. because that's the, that is the one cool thing about modern is that if, if it's a healthy format, there are so many cards and decks that you can play suboptimal fun decks and you actually still usually do okay with this. That so sounds big great. Big Butt Dorn will come back. A, big Butt Dorn. Big, big Butt, butt Dorn. Dorn with Giant Ox. That is just too much fun. <laughs> Have you ever played uh, is it Arcady Sabbath? Isn't that is that the similar one, or is that just for walls? The I think that's, Elder Dragon from M19? I think that's for walls. I oh, think. okay. But okay. there's uh, there's a at least three... Uh, was it Timberknot? There's like at least three yeah, okay. cards that basically have the Doran. You have Doran. Okay. I think the Timberknot, and there's also an enchantment, a green enchantment that also let you deal damage based on your toughness. Yeah, isn't it one of the Citadel ones from the Tarkir block? Yeah, you know? I, have, I have Canopy something. I feel like I had the word Canopy and then I don't remember anymore. Canopy, canopy Siege, I bet that's it. I think you got it. Or not. No. I don't know. Okay. I play it. I just... <laughs> it, it's, a, it's, it's just a, an oddly fun deck. Yeah. Just a, 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 the giant ox, you know, swinging like usually, you know, turn two or turn three uh, as a six, six is just always a, a good times. Well, it sounds like fun. All right. Yeah. So I'd say uh, in general for the podcast, I think we're up basically uh, Monday Night Magic is now live on pretty much all of the major uh, podcast services. So I think you basically just search for Monday Night Magic and find it in you know, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, I, on my, I have an iPhone. And I use, what is the Pocket Cast? I think I use is the name of the program. Um, I was able to find it there. So I think you're pretty much everywhere. Uh, if you want to uh, connect with us on Twitter, uh, I am PSG Reader. And Brent, uh, if you want to share <laughs> Mr. No Pants there. I, I have to look at it. I am uh, at uh, Dr. No Pants. One. Uh, at Dr. No Pants 1, which obviously means, I guess, Dr. No Pants you, you is already You a Dr. No Pants 0. There was no... So, yeah, at Dr. No Pants 1 on Twitter, uh, that's a story for another time. But uh, there you go. Yeah. You were very, a very popular doctor then. <laughs> no, that's like a, it's like a, like a bodega code. Like, I'm here to see Dr. No Pants. No Pants. Wink, yeah. wink. <laughs> the, the, I, I, maybe you had this coming from a smaller town as well, but there was like this little Italian restaurant near where I grew up and it's called Jimbo's. Um, Jimbo's always looked very seedy. I never ate there once in my entire life because it looked terrible uh, from the outside. It looked very decrepit, very small. And everybody wondered that everybody, I know nobody ever talked to ever actually knew anybody that ate there. So there was all these wild <laughs> urban legends about why that restaurant could s- survive for like 40 years. 
Mm-hmm. My personal favorite, and this is the one that had the most, uh, I think, legs, is that it had an underground or a hidden porn theater beneath it. Oh. It was below Jimbo's Italian restaurant. So that's my oh, personal. That's... Uh, we have a, a Greek restaurant. It's a great place. Uncle Nick's. Uh, Uncle Nick's. And uh, the story is that there, somebody went in there at like two in the morning so, you know, to uh, buy a bag of napkins and slid okay. the money across the counter. And then somebody came from the back and slid the bag of napkins across the counter. And he he didn't get a euro. He didn't get anything else from Uncle Nick. He got a green euro, green burrito. <laughs> he, just, he, just, code. he just got his bag of napkins and was right back out the door. So, yeah, that Perfect. was our... I mean, Nick's has been around for... Yeah, Uncle Nick's has been around forever. And they have great euros. They have great euros. But that is our... Serve the economy. Serve the town. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, if you if you if you ever meet like somebody my age from my town, they will know they will know the story of the Jimbo's porn theater. <laughs> Jimbo's it's porn probably theater. not nothing remotely true, but everybody knew that they had a porn theater in the basement of Jimbo's Italian restaurant. Oh, uh, well, this, this has been before, great. Like we knew about drugs, it's like well, <laughs> like drugs would make a lot more sense, but no, it's got to be an underground porn theater. <laughs> That's why Jimbo's <laughs> is still open. Whatever they were laundering, whether it was the size porn of a Kodak or drugs photo or... booth, you know, on the top, <laughs> but it's got a gigantic basement. That's a porn theater. Yeah. So Monday Night Magic bring you the best of magic news, uh, animal knowledge, urban legends every Legend week. Yep. So thank you, Brian, for joining again, and we will come back to you. Hopefully, we'll have more compendium news. I, I, again, I'm excited for that set. So hopefully, we'll have more about that to talk about. That'll be awesome. All right. We'll talk to you then.